1: Yes, that's when I ask you, are you ready for war, I say? War, I say? Mm, Yes, yes. Jeffrey Wilson coming to you live and direct from the Rock and Roll Mansion. Hanging out, chilling, another episode of The Conspiracy Farm. Jeffrey Wilson riding shotgun, UFC, Hall of Famer, Eater of Worlds, Master of the Tango, Pat Melitich, How are you doing, sir?
2: I'm doing good. I am not a Master of the Tango, but thank you.
1: Well, you know, I just got to keep throwing in those awesome little descriptions of you each week. Right.
2: So, we've got uh, some interesting stuff going on here uh, this week, Jeff.
1: We do. We do. Some theatrics.
2: Some theatrics.
1: Well, we, um, you know, this week we had, we run into a problem this week with a couple of our guests. Uh, Well, actually with this show and our other show, but we are going to freestyle once again, because actually we got a lot of great feedback uh, last week about, you know, people calling in, wanting to chat. Do you mind turning my headphones up a little bit, Jay? I'm having a little trouble hearing myself.
2: I think mine need to be turned up, too.
1: And so this week we are going to, uh, you know, chop it up. We got some current events we want to chop it up about as well as taking some calls. And um, that number, if you want to call in, 563-391-3776, we're going to be taking your calls for the full hour, man. Whatever you guys want to talk about, current events, go ahead and shoot. I got some some current stuff I want to talk about, but, you know, what's on your mind, bro?
2: I'm just really really amazed with the, I mean, we have to talk about it. Smollett, Jesse Smollett.
1: Jesse Smollett. We've the got guy to talk who... about
2: the 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 attack, the alleged attack that happened in Chicago, downtown Chicago. Crazy. On one of the coldest nights in history. Right. I think it was 25 below zero or something like that. And he was out just hanging out, out on the streets of the Windy City. Yes. At 25 below zero. And Two or three in the couple, morning. Couple, couple a couple other gentlemen wearing subway. red hats happened to attack him while he was on the phone with his agent. Yeah and screamed, uh, this is MAGA country. Then poured bleach on him, which is this weird. This is MAGA country, and, uh, and apparently they, threw a rope around his neck.
1: Yeah, shoelace fashioned as a noose, as we found out, which was bought by Ace Hardware from the proceedings of the $3,500 that were paid to not the white MAGA guys, not that you have to be white to be MAGA, but the, uh, <laughs> the Black is Night cats from Nigeria, who clearly hated uh, Jesse Smollett because Jesse Smollett he was black. I mean, this is bad. It's,
2: interesting. it's really bizarre how it all went down and and if if the the current leaks that are coming out it seems there's they've they've got a, uh, apparently a grand jury put together
1: i believe so i believe on so on this
2: and he's supposed to meet with police decided he wasn't going to meet with police today he's he's now calling the shots
1: well i mean you got you know filing of false reports i mean it's you got you got a lot you got a lot mixed in that bag there
2: right and i read an article dated feb uh, February fourteenth of this year, which was you know obviously not that long ago, a few year, few days ago, saying today that you know it was saying basically on February fourteenth that Kamala Harris and and other uh, representatives, Cory Booker and a few other folks had brought to the floor for for vote um, on an anti lynching law, and it 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 was actually misleading. So I was wrong. Christian Sutton, who's a friend of mine from Texas corrected me on that that law was actually passed in 2018 so thank you for that christian and but there's some funky stuff going on here with how everybody jumped jumped on board with with this whole thing from politicians to everybody fellow fellow hollywood folks yeah um blaming mike uh blaming the vice president pence and trump for the attack and all this other stuff it was just it's very bizarre that uh, everybody looks for that opportunity to.
1: Well, it was kind of fresh off the heels of the um, the kids in in DC with the Native American guys. So it was like, even though you know that story was freshly BS, and then we roll into this other one, which I, I just.
2: They're just going to keep throwing these things at us, and now the will the media really even follow up with Smollett and what this what transpires with this? I I doubt that they will really. I you mean, know.
1: the silence has been pretty deafening it's kinda, so far. It's, it's a good thing,
2: though. Guys like Al Sharpton and other people are saying, you know, Smollett, if this stuff's true, needs to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because, um, you know, there's other other black leaders who are saying, man, you could have you could have caused literally race riots because of this.
1: I mean, I was seeing, yeah. I mean, I was. saying I, mean, I won't name names, but I, I was seeing other celebrities like, man, how long are we going to put up th- with this till we fight back? And it really, I mean. I, we all know. I mean, it just there's there's a lot of there's a lot of ill in the world, and when something like this happened, it to- happens. It totally.
2: I, My radar goes off, though. My radar goes off because. But I mean, for for for
1: legitimate for legitimate situations that need to be addressed, this winds up taking some some legitimacy away from that when it becomes you know because Wolf real, like there this.
2: There are look, there are obviously real racists out there. There are real attacks that happen. There are real you know, jerks in our society that are doing that stuff. I, do I think it's nearly as prevalent as people say? I, I really don't, um, you know, but I'm in a different city almost every week, and I don't, you know, I don't see people of color or different religion, you know, hating on each other and things like that. I just, I'm not, I'm really not seeing that. Now, right. I'm not, I'm not hanging out in the rough areas of town where, where the police are patrolling and maybe running into altercations with people, things like that, so, but it generally in society people aren't hating each other because you know the pigment of their skin it's just not happening
1: well and we've talked about it many times i mean it's not even just that you know like from religion to sexual i mean this this was firing on all the cylinders this was racial this was homophobic this was political so they had the nice little trifecta going on in there which you know it's just it just poisons the waters that are already super super poisoned because we know how polarized the political conversations are and i, I just for i'm just seriously just dumbfounded man just a complete, this was a work? This was a complete work? You know what I mean? None of this was legit?
2: Well, and, you know, like, of course, of, of course, our friend from Chicago, Bill Camper, who, you know, was a Nerf grad and known him for years, you know, he's he's like, well, you we need to, you know, just sit back and let this, you know, ferment for a while and let the investigation take its route. Well, the investigation kind of has taken its route. Yeah, for sure. You know, when, when the two guys that were responsible for the attack were released without charges... And because they basically spilled the beans on everything that right. went down, that they got paid and all that sort of stuff.
1: Thirty five hundred.
2: So, so, from what I'm told, uh, they said the police called Jesse Smollett and said, "Hey, we got the guys that attacked you. We need you to come in and ID them." <laughs> imagine the imagine the look on his face yeah. when he went in there and saw saw his two Nigerian buddies <laughs> and went, "Oh no, oh no! That's of course, that's not them." Of course, that's not them.
1: I just, I don't even know, man. There's so many levels of it that just obviously just bothers me. But this is Maga country, said by two Nigerian cats. Like, I mean, again, you can be Nigerian and, and have love Maga. Well, so apparently the way-
2: they they told police that they rehearsed this whole thing.
1: Right. No, exactly, exactly. You know? It was there was it was a rehearsal going on. Did
2: you see those guys? How how built they were? Yeah, those guys are scary looking, rough and fit, guess- fit, powerful dudes. And Jesse Smollett. You know, claims, I fought for my life. I defended my... He had a bruised rib and a scratch under his eye. Well, Those guys... Look, I'm a former UFC champ. Those guys are young. They're big. They're strong. I'm guessing me as a former UFC champ... I don't know if I'm getting out alive if, they, if they're intent on hurting me. Well, and you know obviously, I'm
1: you know, and from historically, we've kind of, we've seen, you know, the real result of like real racial attacks, real homophobic attacks on whatever side, you know, it's not just one side's exclusive to it, but you right. come away much more scathed than this young man was and come to find out there was actually a fight in a nightclub between he and some other dude about some, some other man business. And, uh, that's, I think where he caught one of his wounds from or, so, you know, it all has gotten convoluted. But at the end of the day, it's so sounds he like got, his, so
2: he got scratched in a cat fight is what you're saying. Essentially.
1: It was an yeah. ar- argument over polls, I guess. Like who's, <laughs> whose whose poll was whom's, <laughs> but apparently that was the root of it. That was the root of it. And then it got turned into whatever it got turned into. So, I mean, it's just, it really is just upsetting. Cause like I, we've talked about many times in this show, bro, like we've, the divisions are so deep in this country. And then to have something like this come up and be, like, super manufactured is just so super unfortunate, man. Just beyond unfortunate.
2: Yes, it is. It is because we're we're doing our best to try and bring the truth to people. We're trying our best to try and, you know, bring people together. Well,
1: and I wonder really. how many people are going to be – I wonder how many people will come out and apologize for that complete freaking – you know, there there was no, you know, wait, let's see how this teases out. It was, you know – viscerally reactive because, you know, of course this had to have happened because Trump and Trump supporters are just so terrible. I mean, it's terrible. It's disgusting. dude. It really is gross. It's terrible, terrible. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It's a terrible thing that has occurred. Kamala Harris was questioned about it Give us your damn questions. Give us your comments, man. 563-391-3776. Don't be a a scaredy cat. Give us a call.
2: Kamala Harris was questioned about about it today and she turned around and looked when they said, hey, you know, do you have any comment on your tweet regarding the jesse smollett you know the the lynching thing and all yeah. that stuff and she turned around and looked at the people behind her like who's like who's running my twitter like who is running my twitter well my she was stuttering and stammering she didn't, yeah she did not there know there were some what of the first say, ones
1: man. man some of the first i i was, I was actually listening. i forget what the hell was on today i think i heard al sharpton or something like that it was just just you know just doing what al does just, you know, kind of maintain, trying to maintain some relevance and pimping every, any situation having to do with the race, even if it's fabricated. But good old Al. But, yeah, give us your thoughts, man. 391-3776. Seven, seven, we, we got a couple things on the dossier today, man. Not just uh, Mr. Smollett and his little... This little WWE work he put on everyone what about uh, well, and, Andrew McCabe Andrew
2: McCabe comes clean huh I think yeah. he's throwing people under the bus he knows he, he is did. he, he did deep, deep, deep trouble yeah
1: he had thrown Rosenstein under the bus like a few weeks ago talking about we were talking about the 26th amendment he agreed to wear a wire
2: I never well he's uh, McCabe saying that Matt uh, that uh, Rosenstein told him you know I never get checked for uh, wires or anything like that when I go into the White House I can wear I can wear a wire and Talked to the president and Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes, who Scott Pelly came to the Quad Cities, did a story on on at my gym and at Henzo Gracie's gym one time mm-hmm. about mixed martial arts when you know the sport was so controversial. But uh, so Pelley, I've I've met, I've talked to a lot. He's a, he's a decent guy in person. He really is a nice guy. But you know, he was he was asking McCabe, why would you wear a wire? You know, why would you why would you wear a wire into the Oval Office and you know he said well you know as a criminal investigation right as a dude they're they were spying illegally
1: monitoring the president of the United States There's
2: dude. this is this is seditious i mean this is treason this is this is stuff that is very very serious if all of this stuff is proven which we pretty much know because it's all documented, right, Jeff? We've been covering this for two years.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, bro. Even back, you know, when we had some guests on talking about this, I mean, it was pretty cut and dry that this was – they never expected Hillary to lose. And then once once the DNC emails were hacked and all of that stuff was hacked and Hillary's – people have forgotten about this company called CrowdStrike came in and that's what began essentially the Russian narrative your, your DNC going through Perkins Coy, going through Fusion GPS to create this dossier. I mean, it was just a full-on assault on this cat to not get him, allow him to be president. Now, whether you like him or not, you have to understand the ridiculous precedent that has been set as far as federal election fraud, weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the media to literally not allow a dude to get president, and she still lost. Yes, yes. <laughs> <That's what's laughs> and so that paper. was the thing
2: they didn't count on. Yeah, all of this a stuff, doubt. all of this stuff would have been swept under the rug, obviously, and it would just have evaporated, disappeared from existence. But because he won, you know that the, I mean, the rats started to scurry, the cockroaches, the light went on in the bathroom, and the sc- the cockroaches started scurrying, panicking, trying to cover their tracks, man. And it's it's been. Well, and it's,
1: it, it's not just they were doing this to cover their tracks as far as stealing the election for Hillary and the, the, the machinations they, they went through to try to malign Trump. You're talking about possibly the last four to five years of the Obama administration, some of the illegalities going on with Libya and Syria and the funneling of weapons to Syria. I mean, uh, I forget her name. Um, I can't think of her name right now, but her like doxing and outing certain people. I mean, there's just so many different felonies that were going on. That you know, like you said, would not have been talked about or even alluded to had had Hillary won. But well, the assistant—I
2: mean, on on the phone, the assistant director um, Newland—in her conversation with the the gentleman from, I believe it was from the Trilateral Commission, possibly or the Council on Foreign Relations, where they were talking about putting in who who they were going to put in the Ukraine, right? Do you remember that?
1: I don't, I don't, but we've been, we've been, that was the, in the famous,
2: that was the famous phone call that they only played the part where she said, F the EU.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. right. I remember that. I, yeah. I remember so, her saying that.
2: So they were talking about, you know, putting in, uh, uh, the heavyweight boxer,
1: Vladimir, uh, not Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Klitschko,
2: Klitschko. They yeah. were, they were talking about putting Klitschko in as a leader. She said, no, he needs to be more like a, uh, a, a kind of a, a people's, a people's person, you know, thing. And and they ended up putting a gentleman who was a former head of of the central bank in that region of the world of in the Ukraine they put him in power as a temporary leader while they while they were pulling their strings and, and trying to yank
1: Ukraine away
2: from mother Russia
1: yeah that'll be that's been going on for quite a while right but uh, that
2: just shows that just shows what they're willing to do is what i'm saying oh without a doubt that's you know kind of where where i was going with that but the the spying on Trump, though it's it's so it's so out of control, and now that we've got the FBI and other intelligence uh, community folks and uh, Senate, uh, the Senate group on that was investigating the Russian collusion, all of them have come out and said that there was no collusion between the Trump administration and Russia. Right, they basically all come out and said it. Even the FBI has said that. Right, and. That is collapsing. So now they've got to move on to something else. And there's still people out there. There's still people out there that continually comment on all kinds on t- Twitter and Facebook about, yeah, but, you know, comrade, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia. And that, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there going, we knew that this wasn't true two years ago. Right. Right. The documents were all there for you to look at. And you're still chirping on about russia
1: yeah i mean political bias confirmation bias will do that to you i mean I, i'm not i'm not you know
2: it's projection it's deflection by the by the dnc and by all the all the democrats the liberals well it's just so to frame trump for something <laughs> yeah. that they actually did it's, well, it's there, called, was it's that, lining, there was zero yeah. money there was zero money that came from russia for the trump campaign but yet the clinton foundation got 145 million dollars for selling the most strategic element in the world. Twenty <gasps> yes. percent of our reserves are the most strategic element in the world, uranium, yes. Yellow cake to Russia. Right. And you can't you still can't see the truth. You still literally can't I mean, see the I mean again,
1: truth. like I said, once you weaponize something like the Justice Department to to, to spew your line for you and then the the, the the media just compounds it and reiterates it over and over. I mean, I, you know, people's minds I don't you know they're easily dissuaded. I mean, they're in the you know, like I said when you have that confirmation bias, and when you and that's why I say it's so petulant. They just don't like dude. And I'm not saying I love the dude, but let's at least not be 12 years old about it. You know what I mean? I'm just whatever he does, I'm just not going to like it, which, you know, it's such a such a provincial attitude, but, you know,
2: he tweets mean things.
1: Well, and it's so weird because I just ask people, so where were you? I get it, Obama, and I hate to do this whole like well, Obama did this and he but you know, do we realize the death and destruction, of the many men, women, and children that were killed under the Obama foreign policy? That's not unique to presidents, but it's like they act like just because he was so affable personally, he hasn't been capable of just complete and other just straight murder. Whether it's you know going whatever's going on in Libya, whatever happened to Gaddafi, you see what's happened now—you have Africans being sold in open slave markets in Libya. Americans Funding can't ISIS, connect arming just ISIS. what you
2: what you just said there. North Africans being sold in slave markets in Libya.
1: Sub-Saharan, well, yeah, Africans period, but right. Sub-Saharan Africans, yeah.
2: You you sit there, Americans can literally not connect to that mentally. That is so, in our, you know, it, I mean, it happened in this country not that long ago. No. Right? A few generations ago almost, right? Right. So it was not that long ago that that was going on, but people literally can't connect to that and and I think compute it and believe it. That it's actually happening, and it happened because Hillary Clinton, State Department, and, and Barack Obama's administration literally destroyed that nation and took out Muammar Gaddafi. Muammar Gaddafi actually was doing so many good things for his citizens. Now no, I'm no, not no. saying he was a good guy. No, I'm not saying he was a good guy. None of them
1: are good. They're I mean, gangsters. Reagan
2: no. tried to take him out with a with a missile, killed blew his, killed blew his, his, his house up, and killed yeah, killed his, his daughter. But uh, you know, I think he just started walking to the beat of our drum. Uh, well, I mean
1: just look at look at this look at the picture that's painted man, the script that's written. All these guys who don't want to play central bank ball. Iraq, Saddam gets taken out. Libya, he wants to create a dinar. He gets taken out. Syria, he wants to he doesn't want to mess with the central banks. Iran, same thing. It's always usually these economic machinations behind the scenes that are getting these people murked and then they have the nerve to talk about genocide being performed on their people or whatever when there's usually no proof of that. And unfortunately, you know, us and our allies have done more genocide around the world, you know, from, name it, from the sanctions on Iraq that have cost half a million to almost a million people to die, you know, the displacement of millions of people in Syria and the death of millions of people. We just kind of overlooked that shit, because when we do it, we're so exceptional. 391-3776, chime in on the conversation, you guys. What's going on in the world? What is on your mind? We're very curious here at the old Conspiracy Farm. Where we don't start the conspiracies. We just add a little bit of war. I'm just adding this uh,
2: phone number to my Facebook share.
1: Yes, 391 Last week we had some awesome calls, man. North Carolina, Miami, a little bit of everywhere. Chiming in on what was on their mind. What is on your mind, gang? What else did we have, man? We had, geez, we had another active shooter situation over there in Aurora, Illinois. A man who was fired... And then killed a young man. It was his first day. He was, I just got out of college, had a degree in uh, human resources, was sitting in for his first firing, and that guy wound up killing him,
2: young man. And he was, he was supposedly, the, the, the shooter was supposed to be fired from that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is was, that, is that, yeah, he, what set him off yeah. he,
2: he was sitting in that, that's where the shooting started because that young man that was killed was in.
1: I don't know if he went and got his gun and came back, or I think he did know he was going to be fired.
2: But I, I believe five police officers were also shot. They were. And they ran straight into gunfire and took the guy out, right? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's some heroes.
1: That's some, some heroes.
2: And it's... it's
1: Unfortunate, obviously, the lives were lost, you know.
2: But the he also had a FOID card that sh- he should not have had. He never
1: had... Right? Well, he had it, but once he, like, his... Uh, whatever. It was never revoked. Yeah, exactly. What's that? Was there some legislation to be passed that could? I mean, is that a fall through the crack moment type thing? Is that something that, you know, we need to have more legislation or what? Well, I is mean, just a bureaucracy messing up doing uh, what they it's, do.
2: It's pretty hard to get a gun in in Illinois. A ro- yeah, And well, Illinois, yeah. also, I believe that they brought a bill up that where they will check your social media. Yeah. Before you're allowed to own a weapon.
1: That's coming off right. that uh, Parkland shooting, I think. A lot of a lot, a lot of states are doing that preemptively, essentially. Like you said, looking at your... Nope, you have... You, you have a different political stance yep, than we like. You can't exercise right? your Second Amendment. That's crazy, man. That's, That's
2: very, very 1984-ish.
1: Well, exactly. And then when these things kind of happen, you're like, yeah, he shouldn't own a gun. I mean, it's it's a very nuanced conversation, but when we start getting into being so emotional after these kind of things... You know, especially after Parkland, that's when they start doing that whole, <clears throat> excuse me, if you say X, Y, Z online, then, you know, you no longer, no longer can own a gun. That's some dangerous waters, man. Because, I mean, what, what if what if it's on the other side, like someone has determined that you are, through your speech or through your political views, that you no longer, you know, can can have free speech, can own a, you know, whatever it is. I know people kind of applaud that shit now because, you know, they might be against guns. But what if it's going against something that you like or, you know, whatever it is. Rainwater collectors. We know that's people that's, get arrested for that across the country. Exactly. And people are like, "Yeah, get those rainwater collectors, those self-sufficient bastards." <laughs> 391-3776, one three seven seven six. Don't be scared. Come holler at the champ and myself. We're just bouncing around today, man.
2: Everybody's everybody's afraid to call in. We want people to call in who don't agree with us, also. If you, I mean, if you believe that guns should be outlawed, if you believe that there what should be more hear, background pe- checks, we can talk about that.
1: Pelosi said uh, if Trump can declare a national emergency for, for the wall, then if a Democrat's a president, they can declare a national emergency and ban guns, as if there's some kind of equivalent to that. But did you that's hear a, him say that?
2: that? that yeah, that's, that's a lunacy. It's pure pure lunacy. National emergency, Americans are dying because of guns. and Right. Now, to them, it's probably perfectly justified, Right. To them it's probably perfectly justified. Because ultimately they want to take the guns for what reason, Jeff? Well why do they want all the guns to be gone?
1: How why have they always wanted the guns to be gone in any situation where they disarm the public? Well, I mean Stalin, the, Hitler. Not to say it's gonna go there, but a disarmed public is, you know.
2: We see in France what's going on for twelve or thirteen weeks now straight. Yeah. The Yellow Vests have been rioting and and marching and and they're being shot now.
1: Without a doubt.
2: They're being shot.
1: Is that something like, that could come, come here, do you think? What do you think about that? Well, I
2: think with the... Hitting the streets? You know, I, I think that they've lost their momentum on the left as far as massive marches and violence and all that sort of stuff, you know. The the Antifa movement, all that. Maybe it's, maybe it's too cold for them right now. <laughs> I don't know. As soon as summertime rolls oh, around. Oh,
1: my Xbox controller is so much more comfortable in the winter time, <laughs> But... Now, imagine. Imagine, a uh, we do have call. a
2: imagine. Imagine, though, people who believe in the Second Amendment. Yeah, we can take them. Uh, people who believe in the Second Amendment.
1: There's been a certain level of patience. If there's, Yeah, right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure which one you, caller, are, since what are, you there are. What's your name and where are you calling genders?
3: from? Uh, this is Brian. I'm calling from Kirkville, New York.
2: What? Thanks for calling in, Brian. We appreciate it. The Sunshine State. I'm just joking.
3: Yeah, how you guys
1: doing?
2: We're doing good. We're doing good. You guys have an interesting, interesting group of politicians out there, don't you?
3: Yeah, terrible.
1: <laughs> the Empire State. Yeah, they're they're. You know, what what are your thoughts, man? What's on your mind?
3: Well, first off, uh, I'm new to your uh, show. It's fantastic. Uh, I love uh, Sonny Puzikas. I think he's one of your, you know,
1: one of our favorite guests. guests. That you have
3: on. Uh, what I'd like to know is if you guys can ask him next time he's on. Being, I consider him one of the best tactical guys in the world uh 5g i've done a lot of research on it and a lot of the science is stating that it shuts down the body's cellular communication and basically from a tactical standpoint all of us guys that are knowing that our health is a number one to uh survive up a fight whatever we have to do as the future comes it's looking like they're breaking our health down on purpose And I think that in the tactical community, the one thing that's very rarely talked about is how are we going to combat the technologies that are out there breaking us down and making us sick so we can all prep as much as we want. We can store food. We can have all our fancy guns and say we're going to do this and that. But when we're sick as dogs, uh, because their frequencies that they're using are a military grade weapon, I would like to know from... You know, guys that were in the military that understand that what five G is putting out is uh, it's going to cause cancer to skyrocket. It 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 uh, shuts down uh, cellular communication by each cell creating a shield around the cell, and as soon as that happens, a range of illnesses just goes through the roof.
2: Well, so that's and that's that's why we need to protect ourselves with. I mean, one of our sponsors chemicalfreebody.com with the greens and all the other stuff to keep your gut biome correct all that sort of stuff look that's one way to combat this but also I would say it's important for people to recognize that the aerosol spraying that's going on right now aluminum and other metals yep. are in those sprays and you know as I was saying last week when you take a spoon a metal a metal utensil and throw it in a microwave and turn it on what happens sparks start flying all kinds of stuff are ar- arcing off of it so the 5g microwave you know system, combined with all the metals that they're spraying into the air. I mean, you know, we need to have someone who is far beyond our qualifications obviously, yep. you know, to to define this and, and tell us how exactly this is gonna go down. But yeah, I, I I it's it's pretty scary stuff, man. It's pretty scary stuff. And a lot of the a lot of the talk also was that Trump was shutting this down and slowing it down um, to have it reviewed because there's a lot of Chinese technology involved in this and yep. he, he's not down for that at all.
3: As far as the the chem spraying goes, here in upstate New York, it's daily. It's unbelievable. We hardly ever get sun. If it's sunny one day every two weeks, that's like a gift. And anybody that knows uh, better gets out in the sun to absorb some of the healing rays while it's available. But up here, people are sick like you wouldn't believe. We call it chem lung for us that understand it up here. A lot of respiratory problems. Um, It's terrible. It's, It's terrible to see... If you're a guy who stays in the gym um, and you do any type of martial arts, a lot of the young guys are much weaker and sicker than my generation. I'm 45, and uh, it seems like the young men today, 25 to 35, are having ailments that they shouldn't have for the, uh, 30 more years. And if you're, you know, if you're a guy who puts things together, you realize that people are being uh, made sick on purpose, and it's, you know, it's terrible. So I, you know, from a tactical standpoint, I listen to. A lot of the great minds, and they never really touch on what do we do as this gets rolled out because it all sounds good to go to the range and keep you know shooting and you know stay ready and all these things that guys do, but I have a feeling that everyone's going to be too sick for that, so I don't want to ramble on, but that's just my no, thoughts.
1: I appreciate know. your call, man, without a doubt, from the Empire State over there in New York. That's a very, very good point. I mean we talk about it all the time the social engineering aspect of, of all of this of how you know the food makes us sick the you know the soil's tainted the air's tainted the water's tainted so again i mean you're absolutely right you can have the, have all the food prep you want and been, go to the rain as much as you want but if you're too sick to operate then you know you're kind of donezo so very very In good my point my
3: opinion if the uh, if they get put out on the telephone poles nationwide i don't think we have much of a chance if we don't speak up and stop this technology, I don't think there's much we're going to be able to do uh, when you're out. And, you know, even if you shield your house with the paints and all the stuff they supply, you got to live your home, and you, every other telephone pole is going to have a transmitter. You're going to get real sick real fast, and it's a shame. And we I'm definitely... going to be a new dad, and I hate to, you know, see my new uh, baby has to be born into a world of toxic air and now toxic frequencies. It's, uh you know, just a scary time to be alive. I'm an 80s kid. I want my 80s back. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with well, you. Well, we'll
2: have to we'll have to have an expert on to, to discuss yeah. specifics on the 5G technology and and potential, you know, damage that it's going to do. So we appreciate your call, sir.
1: Without a doubt. Well,
2: thank you
3: very much. I appreciate you guys the podcast amazing. I've shared it with all my friends in the dojo.
2: You're
1: awesome, woop, brother. Woop. thank you, brother. Yeah, man, 391-3776. Give us a call whenever it's on your mind. Yeah, I've been wanting to do a 5G episode cuz you just hear it's coming and you know, obviously, you hear all the conveniences that it could help uh, help put to ease, but then you have that downside of the, uh, you know, the you know, like anything else, there's always an upside. What do they of claim? Help. are the upsides? Well, I mean, you know, we actually been joined by our boy producer, awesome stud here, J- Justin Holstein. What's up, Justin? Hey, hey. Sorry, a little late to the game. Here. No, that's quite all right. But I mean, you know, like anything else, all these different conveniences—you're going to be able to upload a movie in like inch of a second, as opposed to five minutes. I mean, and I don't care. Well, I mean, for a lot of people who do, who that's a big, you know, big deal for them to get their their services immediately you know but that that's pretty much a lot of the conveniences. it's making things a lot faster
4: justin you have any heads up on well, 5g and you know what was interesting to me i i was kind of in- late into that phone call and stuff yeah but, uh, i don't know if you guys had was he actually discussing a study or some of some sort or it was
1: just kind of his own kind of personal thoughts on what's going on in new york I see a lot of people getting sick
4: yeah well i i think there's uh multiple reasons for that actually this uh I'm on the board of a nonprofit called live fit with lupus. And, uh, you know, part of this, I've gotten a lot of exposure of all these autoimmune disorders that are just jumping through the roof, right? There's over a third of the American population that has some sort of autoimmune disorder now. Um, and you know, uh, one of the ladies I was talking to last night who lived in New York for a long time said she taught in one of the high school, I'm sorry, the elementary schools there. And she said it got so common that kids had either asthma or all these various other problems there. And she said when she moved here and started teaching here for the past three years, she goes, it's almost non-existent in Iowa. She goes, it's so rare that you have any... She said it was almost every student. Wow. Um, And then you wonder, is that because in New York, it's literally a city with no nature or anything around it. I mean, nobody's touching dirt anymore. There's certain bacteria that you need from the dirt. There's certain, uh, you know plant life, exp- you know, all this exposure to your, uh, your environment, if you don't have it, will start over time making you sick.
2: Right. Yeah. The microorganisms and everything else in that soil. And of course, luckily here in Iowa, we have that really rich black soil that got drugged up here by the glaciers as they receded. We were pretty lucky with that. The reason we can grow so much food and everything yeah. else here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up running around in the woods, building forts, doing all kinds right. of crazy stuff, hunting snakes, doing, you know, everything else and certainly i i grew up pretty healthy i grew up pretty healthy but rarely was sick and so it's it's definitely got something to do with it i, I really do believe that but yeah. the but also i think the stressors of a you know you think about cities growing up in a city like right. that you know it's it's got to be very stressful for a kid to be you know, this constant noise yeah. you know people everywhere just the the you know the i mean just just breathing Right in those cities, from all the exhaust fumes and everything else, we live out here in
4: you know timber and cornfields, basically. <laughs> right, you know, so we're 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 pretty blessed. I w- I was having somebody, and I can't remember who this was, the conversation I was having with, uh, where they were talking about cell phones and these studies they had done before this became very prominent. Right, I mean, we all remember before cell phones even existed. Right, and there were all these studies happening, and supposedly they had uh, major concerns and scientific study to show. That there could be these adverse effects, and and we're not even talking about five G, right? I mean, just look around you in the modern day. There's all kinds of waves being bounced yeah. around, and there always has, even before we started our fish artific- artificially doing it through our, our electrical transmission, and you know, there's way a gamma wave uh, ray is going through us. There are all kinds of different waves, right, just from outer space. Um, so I would, I'd be interested in seeing actual studies or having somebody who's a, 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 an expert in this, you know? To yeah. Actually. A five, the 5G five conversation is one I've been wanting to have for a while. It's
1: just kind of above my, you know, thought process or not thought process because I am the concerned about it, but hearing a lot of people articulate these arguments about like the level of radiation and what it does when they throw it on these towers, I can only imagine man across the board, what kind of health effects and, you know, we'll have to obviously compete maintain awareness about it as i wish develop. i wish
2: i was expecting that you know knew that that question was going to come in i had would have spent a lot of time researching and reading up a little bit more on it i've not read up enough we're, we're i mean we're constantly bouncing around from subject to subject for sure as far as research and things like that but 5g is one that we have not been able to keep up with
1: yeah well and it's coming too so we definitely do need to probably get on that and get an expert in 391-563-391-3776 so, national emergency let's move yes. on it's a
2: national emergency
1: i know right thoughts thoughts on that i think it's a
2: legit national emergency i mean border patrol on average is stopping that's the people they stop from getting over the border around 13 to 1500 people a day that's a lot of people it is it is there's a lot of people coming across the border or trying to get across the border how many are getting getting through that's something that you know is is concerning
1: well I, i mean when you have this conversation like i i Definitely feel there could be some benefits to it. But when you start talking about the real numbers as far as illegal aliens, we have to make sure we're intellectually honest and you know make sure we remind ourselves so many more of these are from people who overstay their visas, et sure. cetera, et cetera. Sure. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you still can't discount the fact that they're, of course, not all illegal immigrants are criminals, you fucking morons. But there's definitely a large group of them that are coming over doing some serious, serious dirt. Now, will a wall stop all of them? That's, that's hard to say. But, I mean, there definitely is a problem on the border. And I don't have the crime statistics. Cause I was hearing somebody the other day talking about El pa- or Juarez or whatever the crime's down. It, that, that might be the case. But we definitely have some issues with illegals coming over, overstaying their visas. Yeah,
2: I mean, well, you know, we I can throw out, you know, particulars on, you know, the the amount of fentanyl that they seized in just one seizure that yeah. would kill, you know, 50 million Americans. Uh, massive amounts of, of heroin. Now, not all of that is obviously brought across in giant backpacks and bales and all that sort of stuff. It's brought in vehicles and For sure. and, and ships and, and other things. But there is a large amount being hiked across the border. We know that, you know, they just found the body of a 12 year old girl that had been raped. There was the D- the DNA of 20 men who had raped her. OK, found dead um, near the border. You know, this is this this sort of stuff is what? going on, right? This sort of stuff is going on. You, you know, to okay. me, it's
4: it's more interesting to hit those specific topic specific things like that, right? Because when it comes down to it. The idea of the amount of sex trafficking, sex trafficking that's going on nationally, I mean, would blow people's minds. I mean, it blew my mind. When, when, when stories like uh, the Boys Town thing came out, Right. you're thinking, this is something that somebody with a warped mind would have written a novel about, but right. it's not exactly. real. That couldn't yeah. be real,
2: right? Until people realize that almost a million children go missing a year in this country. Yeah. And within 48 hours, a runaway, a child runaway, uh, under the age of eighteen is contacted on an average under forty-eight hours by a human. Uh, I just
1: posted first. today: the feds lost, yes, lost fourteen hundred seventy-five migrant children. That was from USA
4: Today. I mean, really, they lost them, right? See, there there are good reasons for this, and I think everybody can pull out the good reasons, the good topics of say, for instance, the border security. Okay, if you're really going to have an intelligent conversation on it, you could go to. Uh, drug trade, like like you were just bringing up there. Um, I'm trying to think who was the guy that was a. Uh, god, he was in New York and he got busted with a prostitute and he was going to be running for office. Uh, Fitz uh, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot Spitzer, yeah. Elliot Spitzer was on an NPR episode and I'm sitting there listening to it. And he they were going on to this whole idea that I think it was HBC or somebody had just gotten busted. Uh, and fine a huge amount of money for uh terrorist. It was, it was a uh, drug um, financing and, and terrorist financing or something like that. Right. And Elliot Spitzer said, well, yeah, they got busted. I mean, pretty much all the banks are doing it. And and the commentator said, I'm sorry, could you repeat that again? <laughs> you said all they, the banks are doing it. Yeah. It's right. pretty much well known that all the banks do it. It's just whether or not they get caught. They find somebody right. to try to, and I'm thinking in my head, Wow. Now now we're making some headway. He's what happened to him. All the banks are involved in illegal drug trade and finance.
1: (laughs) Well, and this is what I say about all of those situations. I'd even brought him up. Like, you know, whether it's Dennis Hastert or Elliot Spitzer, they're all in, you know, what his was a prostitute. He got pinched with a prostitute. You don't become the governor of New York without having some dirt on you or any kind of higher position. So when people get pinched like that, it's not a matter of like, oh, my God, he did it. It's who'd you piss off? What did you say? And you just answered the question, I right.
4: think. If we're going into this idea that the, all this stuff is happening and we don't want it to happen, but there's just these bad few people that are bringing drugs in. When the idea is that all the banks are involved in this, then you see this is a bigger problem than just a few bad apples. This yeah, is, yeah. You it's know, systemic. We need to cut the head off the snake, not just go and find the droppings of the snake. Well, you know? again, this
1: is you know, you go back from to, to Wells Fargo, to Wachovia, to, to, to BCCI, the Bank of Commercial Credit International, go back to Clark C- Clifford, go back to Mena, Arkansas, where they're funneling and washing hundreds of millions of cocaine dollars. Allegedly no it's that's, that's legit I mean they know what happened <laughs> and that's what I'm saying we were talking about earlier about black market economies whether it's people whether it's drugs whether it's arms whether it's body parts Whether you I mean this is this has been going on for a very long time and you know per like an Iran Contra when Congress wouldn't sanction the funding of, of arming the, the Contras what did we do we use some of that black market cocaine money or arms money from Iran and help fund that operation this goes on throughout well, the hey, world
2: hey our friends down there who were combating communism needed some missiles
1: it is always interesting how we <laughs> rationalize our behavior you know what I mean like what we're doing in, in Venezuela utilize these very undemocratic means to reinstill democracy it's just like like I said we said in the last episode this has been going on for decades going back to Nixon's track two and overthrowing Aliande in Chile and all these different governments in Central and South America. The
2: Mujahideen stopped the Russians from getting the titanium in Afghanistan
1: well again that's right? what we do We we justify our means to an end five six three three nine one three seven seven six are we funding isis that couldn't possibly be true
2: i don't think i don't know people people aren't finding you interesting enough to call in well they can go service themselves i'm damn interesting <laughs> i joke <laughs> so you need to prep your you, you really need to prep yourself for when this is on terrestrial radio what's that you, control your language you know, i, I your said language service myself
1: i could have said that i,
2: I hardly cussed once I'm just, I'm just helping. I'm raining the end, dude. Oh, okay. The
4: What's the most convincing argument you guys have heard about that we are funding ISIS? I, I, I can see many ways that we are indirectly. I mean, we've supported rebels, we've armed them. You know, we've admitted. Uh, we've, Hillary
1: Clinton's even admitted it. Um even in con- congressional testimony how we funded these guys and There's Leon, docu- documentation on the had, We had we had Bulgarian of reporter Diana Javon, who pretty much found the crate that was from NATO. And crates. it's not just crates, yeah. I mean it's Many not just crates. the US. It's the US, Saudi Arabia. I mean it's a
2: well along with the flight manifest from Silkway Silk Airlines, Airlines, Airlines and Azerbaijani, you know, company that was flying flying massive shipments. We had Canadian in.
1: Canadian reporter Eva Bartlett who's been there boots on the ground in on um in Syria for, you know Nine times, maybe ten times reporting the same stuff. So you have people with literally like no axe to grind as far as, you know, a a media standpoint. Affirming people people
2: who've lost their jobs because of reporting the truth on that.
1: Well, I mean, even if you go back to the the grand. She did. She absolutely did. And even if you go back to books like The Grand Chessboard written by Zbigniew Brzezinski, he speaks very, you know, prominently about. Proxy wars, us funding, and this goes back to, you know, 17th, 16th century. If Spain wanted to attack France and didn't want to exactly directly attack France, they would grab what they call privateers, little intermediaries to attack their groups so they don't actually declare war. I mean, proxy. It's an old
2: strategy. It is.
1: Proxies have been used, you know, geostrategically for, for a very long time. But as far as you're directly answering your question, how do we know that we are funding ISIS? We've had a lot of independent confirmation of that from, you know, different reporters throughout the world. And even, even politicians have said it, you know?
2: So back to the wall.
1: <laughs> all in we've got, all, we just...
2: We've got court cases already popping up. Trump said he'd be sued. He knew he'd be sued. Everybody knew he'd be sued. And, you know, I'm wondering how long this can be slowed down. And Ruth Bader
1: Ginsburg, if she's going to vote on it. We do know she's alive, right? Do you know that? <clears throat> That's something we never talked about. Remember that graphic they showed of her death like they showed wreath greater Bensberg' birthday oh death on fox thing. news how that just doesn't pop up out of the ether somebody had to prepare that
2: oh they you know and i i obviously in media they prepare you know obituaries for people and stuff <laughs> like that they do they do no you that know. reminds to
4: me if that were I, I can see so many ways that would be extremely difficult to hide someone's death um, do we know any exact documented or, or, cases? About or hide happening?
2: the reason for someone's death, like Antonin Scalia yeah, uh, not no getting autopsy. an autopsy on a Supreme Court justice. That's a little trippy to me. A that's fishy. a little trippy to me.
4: W- weren't it his ki- wasn't it his kids who didn't want the autopsy? Yeah, that's no, state law. That's Texas state law. Oh, that goes that goes back to the Kennedy assassination when they took his body out
1: of the state of Texas without an official autopsy. So yeah. it
4: was Texas when that went down? That
1: went down Texas. Yeah, I do want to into- talk. I had on Doctor Cyril Wecht on my original podcast, me speaking to you, the forensic pathologist who served on the House Select Committee on Assassinations for the Kennedy assassination. He pretty much debunked. The single bullet theory is one of the main cats who who did that, but yeah, he said that's absolutely unprecedented. That the fact that that he was not uh, given an autopsy, especially being a Supreme Court justice, and they just had to get Texas that body law. out of the state. Precisely, they had to get the body out of the state because, according to some reports, and this is un- unsubstantiated, but it's a theory that he he was mm, he's a part of a clique that likes to hunt children. He was on a hunting hunting facility, and apparently, this was one of those weekend retreats where they're hunting children, and one of the children supposedly slit his throat. See,
2: see, <laughs> you just went full Alex Jones on me, bro. That's a, that's you a, went
1: full <laughs> Alex Jones on me. That is the report. That's not from Jeffrey Wilson. I'm regurgitating it, but that's you know that's the story. W-
4: reported from whom though?
1: It? Um, it was uh, one of our former guests, Fiona Barnett, Pat's yeah, favorite. Pat's uh, favorite. Guest. Don't even
2: you see that's the, now it's automatically debunked. <laughs> It's automatically debunked because <laughs> I have zero, faith zero. Faith in Fiona. You went after your boy. Faith in Fiona. Yeah.
1: I'm, just, I'm just saying it's it's out there. It's out there in the ether. It does stand to, I mean, it does big question. What? The Supreme Court justice didn't get an autopsy? If he just died in his sleep, give the man an autopsy. Like, what's the problem?
2: Yeah. Got to find out if it was a heart attack.
1: Yeah. I mean, whatever it is. It's just state law. Why are you guys circumventing state law and just a random, you know, death of natural causes? Right. So, so my point is to the Ruth, Ruth
2: Bader Ginsburg thing, oh, Um, you know. Where is she? Is she in a hospital? Is she at home? Is she, you know at least give give us a status. I think update. they're going to do
1: like the the weekend at Bernie's with her. They're just kind of going to do the somebody's on one side, someone on the other. They're going to well, marionette her.
2: But it's it's you know what? It's probably going to go through the uh ninth circuit court. But Trump Trump now is replacing those judges. Also, you realize that, right? I don't. Yeah, Trump is replacing those judges how, right now. How
4: old was is Ruth? Eighty five. She's I believe. up there. Could you imagine 85? if he does get to a point another th- justice? She's not. I thought she was almost ninety, if not ninety.
2: Um. Well, once you hit like eighty-five, I think you're just you know yeah. you're
4: you're you're there. Yeah. You know you're there. She
1: looks like she's like two hundred and forty-six.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, obviously you can get Seriously. my my my, uh, my wife's uh, grandma is ninety-seven right now. I think ninety-six, ninety-seven. Dang. So you know, she pretty much just eats ice cream. At the end of the day. That's I
1: was talking to my friend the other day. I'll keep that in mind, but
2: I'll weigh 300 pounds if I do that.
4: <laughs> well, she, she sleeps until noon. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it, you know, your body's just kind of screwed at, at some point. You're just kind of holding on. If you could, per our conversation with Billy Carson a few episodes ago,
1: talking about transferring consciousness, living like the Sumerian kings for tens of thousands of years, would, would you be down with that? Would you get bored if you could just kind of transfer consciousness to another body and Avatar and just kind of keep it going?
2: I think it would be an interesting an interesting existence. Right. We, you
1: think think would you don't think you'd get be. bored like after 10 20,000 years like god man this is uh. Well,
2: back in those days when that supposedly went on and several obviously there were several people that were doing that who were leaders and things like sure. that. I said, even if it was it'd around today. It would be good to you know to hang out with the same people and, you know, kind of you you'd f- you'd figure out the ropes in
1: life pretty eventually, right? <laughs>
2: right. Probably ev- eventually be able to acquire some some
1: wealth. W- well, I would hope so. You know, I just I would think it would kind of turn into a Groundhog's Day like that movie with Bill Murray. After a while, like you're kind of repeating the same. Well, the non- not literally, the, but well, it's.
2: Well, you know, we're already. I mean, we're we're talking about the nonsense that's going on today and the the programming and all the craziness. Yeah. Uh, we've got we've got a caller calling in, but you know, if I lived uh, that long, yeah, it might get a little boring with the stuff that's going on now. Yeah. Yeah. So, caller, where are you calling from? and What's your
1: name, buddy?
5: Hey, my name's Bob. I'm from uh, New Jersey.
1: Roberto from the Garden State. How are you, way?
5: I can't. I can't believe I got through. You guys are awesome, by the way. Thanks, uh, man. To see you Guys, every single week.
2: Well, that's awesome that you do listen. We we thank you for your.
5: This is a your Pat Milicic. This is Pat Milicic. I can't believe it. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, I'm, this is yes. this is Pat. I'm sorry. That's, that's Jeff. Yeah. Now you guys are doing a switcheroo ski. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, what's on your mind, Robert? Um. So, after
5: listening to uh, you guys, listening to Tinfoil Hat Podcast, I really got into the uh, depopulation agenda. Yes. And it's not hard to hear all these crazy elitists talking about depopulation, but mm-hmm. um, one of the things that kind of got me a little bit was uh, this whole uh, governor out of Virginia. Oh, yeah. And I started looking into like open, secret- open Secrets, which is like this website of donations, and I saw that Planned Parenthood was, like, his third top donor of, like, I want to say, like, $3 million. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, with Trump, didn't he pull a lot of money from Planned Parenthood from these guys?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, there there has been some of, yeah, the, the unfunding going on. And, you know, Planned Parenthood, whether you believe in choice or not, You know, Planned Parenthood is funded by taxpayers to the tune of $500 million a year. And they take that money and they give it to politicians, campaigns, who are running against, you know, uh, what I believe in anyway, okay? So that's the thing. But, you know, when you see the Virginia governor come out and say that a a mother who just had a, uh, a child who survived an abortion... And then they would the doctor. Then there would be a discussion between the mother and the doctor about I what to do then with yeah. that with that infant. Um, he's basically okaying infanticide. That man should. Yeah. That man has serious issues. But more yeah. than anything else, how much money has he gotten towards his campaign from Planned Parenthood? And is we know that there is a business in organs. We know that there was a child who was kept alive after an attempted abortion. The child was kept alive. It survived. They kept it along, uh, alive long enough to harvest its brain, its heart, I its lungs, it, and yeah. other things. Okay, And that's a fact. That's documented. Um, well,
5: also, too, wasn't there a court case or something that came out of California with, like, Da Vinci Lads or something like that? Yeah,
2: and it's going on all over the place, man. These people are making money off off these Dude. off off these, off these, little infants and, and aborted fetuses, and it's, it's some very scary stuff. So when we go a little bit further, and I was talking about this last night when we had a, a podcast that i jumped on for for a few minutes with sam and some other guys there you know when you think about ai and ai has already taken jobs in factories and things like that from a lot of people ai eventually takes over a lot of jobs right ai is getting to right. the point where it can do almost anything and it knows everything once ai takes and they're talking about the universal income for for human beings because you're no longer useful you don't have right. a job. You serve zero purpose uh, as far as contributing to society, making a living. They're going to give you a, a, a universal uh, income. I don't think that that's the case at all. I think that the the elitists, the the true you know point one percent of society who are you know at the top of the heap, you know once AI takes over most of the jobs, the manual labor, things like that in society, and humans no longer serve a purpose. What do you do with them as an elitist? Soylent like okay. Green. Great.
5: That's you, a great question. You, that's, when, things-
2: that's when. That's when. That's when the scary stuff happens, bro. Soylent like yeah. Green. Yo, Soylent
5: like Green. I, I um, I've been looking into this. Doctor Holdren. Have you heard of it? Of this guy,
1: John P. Holdren.
5: Yeah, Obama's like uh, health and technologies are or whatever he yeah. was.
1: Yeah, you
2: had to say I Obama. Mean,
5: yeah. Well, sorry guys. Um. But uh, between him and his papers, and talking about like forced sterilization, and talking about they have to address the depopulation agenda, and then I was I really I really went down the rabbit hole on this. I'm mean, hmm. looking at these different uh, like have you heard of adrazine? Yeah, you know all these things. It, it all kind of comes together.
1: Well, go back to National Security Memorandum 200. It pretty much affirms pretty much what's in John Prehaldren's book, and it it goes back to almost the caller from New York a moment ago talking about you know. The depopulation, people getting sick. I, I, I think it's definitely, definitely by design. The
2: Bill Camper comes on. Bill Camper comes on and says, "AI will replace twenty-five percent of the workforce in fifteen years."
1: It, that's true, without a doubt. Yeah, man. yeah. Bartending, lawyers, doctors. I mean, it's you name it. Yeah. Flipping burgers. I'm waiting for Bill to call in. Bill Camper th- three. Oh snap! Go ahead and do it, Bill Camper five six three three nine one three seven seven six. Come on and g- call in and declare your so, love for Trump. So, Robert, please or, continue. Oh, we oh, apologize.
5: No, not at all. Uh, I don't want to hog up the line for uh, other good que- uh, inquiries, but um, no, it's just uh, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to think that it's all. I don't know, just from seeing what, like the Rockefellers. Some have said, and you know, like just taking their direct quotes and
4: you go back to the book called dude. The, uh, global, uh,
5: the global, the Con- global the octopus of global control by Charlie Robinson.
4: Yep. Did see? Yeah, there's an it's evil really, way. There's an evil way of looking at all that, but then there's also the way that. Imagine this. Imagine you were put in charge of some community, like for instance, India. At some point, if there's not a whole lot of education and there's just an open population with the oil boom and food transmitted everywhere, and that you're basically just funding. Uh, the ability for people to procreate in unlimited numbers, to, at some point you would say your society is going to crumble. It's so unsustainable. there's an intelligent way of population control too, right. right? Right,
5: exactly. And I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about the moral dilemma of it. And um, I'll give you an example. I'm, I was writing a paper and it was actually talking about um, Rhodesia and Zimbabwe. Uh, just I don't know. Basically what I was talking about was the war. And uh, one of the things I realized was after World War II, the population – jumped literally doubled within like 10 years War babies yeah and it's like you know you just kind of come to think that something i mean maybe maybe there's something that needs to be done about the population you know when it comes to resources and everything but this idea this evil cabal that's poisoning us and i don't know doing all these nefarious things behind the scenes it's just
1: it can't fly i mean it's definitely legit man again go back check out national security memorandum 200 and then go back kind of the founders of eugenics who you know, right. basically find you know certain people undesirable and will do things to get rid of them. Thank you for your call, my man. Appreciate you appreciate you over thank, in the Garden State. Thank statements. you guys
5: so much. I'm going to buy a Conspiracy Farm shirt tonight.
1: Thank you, Robert. Go for it, brother. You got it.
2: All right, right, will do. Bye.
1: Much yeah, you love. talk
5: about
2: the, you, you know, that's the thing, the heavy conversation that we got into last night about, you know, AI taking over so many jobs and mankind, a vast majority, 25% of the workforce, that's a massive number of human beings that no longer have jobs.
4: See, that's one of the other conversations <clears throat> that really isn't being told in, in intellectual honesty. Because when people are saying all these foreigners are coming and taking our jobs, the biggest uh, element of jobs is, is that. It's, it's basically artificial intelligence, and it's, it's creating machinery to get rid of jobs, right? Right, exactly. And so we've got another
2: caller calling in. Let's let's uh, hear what they got to say. Yeah. Hey, where are you calling in from? And uh, what's your name? This is George Pardos. George, George Pardos. Oh, our Marine buddy. How you doing, George?
0: Oh, I'm having a – just listening to you guys, and I wanted to put my two cents in for a second if you don't mind.
2: George, we would love your two cents. You just can't cuss because we're on terrestrial radio. No, we aren't. No, but, we aren't. Yeah, we're just all over the, the fuck globe. are you talking about? Hey, watch uh, your language. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Okay, um, I, the, the Da Vinci Labs, um, there's an – I'm not gonna talk about that because there's a big article on it about what's called misappropriation of fetal tissue.
3: Mm. But
0: what I wanted to talk to you about was, if you don't mind, was the predictive analysis of AI. So a couple of years ago, and this got shut down really quick, Facebook had this AI language that started talking to each other. Right. And and so did Google and he shut it down. The, there's a predictive analysis following Moore's law. That in 18, you know, that every 18 months chipsets double. Well, according to the best scientists out there, in 12 years, the ability of AI to be to basically do the things that humans can do will be on par with each other. the The idea of automation taking much longer than that isn't going to is going to be very compressed that is a scary set of circumstances. With quantum computing and AI, a lot of the things that humans do today are gonna be gone. And that is very scary. So there's, you know, when you're talking about a universal income, there's nothing that they're gonna be able to predict that is gonna be any of the existing models today.
2: And you know what's scary is, you think about a radio show hosted by AI giving, you know, <laughs> giving programmed responses to questions like a talk show like this and giving the, giving the, 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 right. the, the, the already programmed in responses to every question, the, right? The,
4: the max headroom version. Exactly. Well, they have a movie out right now with a fake star, right? Uh, I, I can't remember what it's called. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's not played by any, I, I think it's a computer generated voice and everything. Um, and I, that, that there, it's the whole idea that this star could live forever, right? Because- yeah.
2: Right. So, George, you think you know you you being a retired marine, you know we've already got a lot of AI. We've got the drones going on. We've got a lot of other stuff. They're building, you know, weapon systems that that can move around, facial recognition, all that good stuff. You know, how long does it take? Have you researched any of that as far as you know yeah, a- AI a- taking over the the basically the position of of men, you know, kicking
1: doors in. Just going Skynet and becoming fully whatever. Close, well, fully I'm going to tell you something even scarier. I'm
0: going to tell you something scarier. Raytheon, um, out of you know, Raytheon Weapon systems, have yeah. come up with mm-hmm. a drone. This drone is a. There's there's two versions of it. One of is a, is called a micro drone, and the micro drone. It, and you guys just Google this. This this is some scary DARPA shit. Um, basically, that's a te- ter- technical term. Um, <laughs> But it has what it, it's the drone is a high level operating platform, and what it does is drops a, a, a smaller drone to take out targets. Now here's the 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 scary part of it: nobody has any any answer to this. You plug in the terrorist, whatever terrorist, let's say Al Zawahiri, you know Bin Laden, whoever the terrorist is, and you and you put there to have facial recognition. And then what happens is the micro drone will come down and basically attach biometrically to the target and blow up. Now, this is and there's no human control whatsoever. No, there's no control. There's no basically all it is doing is doing, you know, it's prosecuted, you know, with extreme prejudice. That that's a scary set of scenarios. Uh, just just, just
1: interrupt, just to interrupt to substantiate what you're saying. We had on Diana Gajjanjevo, who was doing a report on basically uh, bio and chemical weapon labs in the UK, who were developing genetic specific bio. Well, weapons. this was
2: a, it was a ring of like 25 labs, chemical and bioengineering weapons labs right. uh, that that encircled Eurasia. Yeah, and they're all yeah. over the place. And we we got into you know even the the lab down in uh, in West Africa, you know where. Where the government there in Sierra Leone was freaking out, and you know the all the scientists in these labs have diplomatic immunity. Why do you give scientists diplomatic yeah. immunity? And
0: well, partly there's a reason for that. It's part of the Hague Accord. I mean, I can explain that to you, but there, there's right. a lot of it to it. There, there's one of the other things that's scary, and me and you disagree on this, but I, I will, I will take one step towards your rabbit hole. There's an Rh1 phenotype that has been um basically has it's called an outlier now this outlier is something that can be targeted on what's called your second allele and it is one you can basically weaponize a virus and it will only target certain people of our population certainly
2: certain genetic markers
0: certain genetic markers now i I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole that the CDC is lying about all the other stuff. But when you start talking about, you know, mitochondrial identification in phenotypes and genotypes, and then all of a sudden you have a weaponized virus that you can distribute and it will only kill these, ver- these people that have this in a population. That's some scary Next level. Thank well, and, because- and the,
2: the U.S., the Department of Defense and the Pentagon released these documents on purpose. Uh, Diliana Gattenshiva was searching for something totally different and stumbled upon, you know, all of these um, chemical and bio, biological weapons laboratories. And, you know, they released it on purpose to scare the hell out of the Russians and the Chinese, saying, you know, if, they, if they're if they capable of this, which we believe they are, that they can release a virus in China that will target that that genetic marker for the Chinese people and
4: literally, you know, wipe out, a vast, you know, a number of people. Well, some of this, it, a lot of this, is coming from the private market. We always talk about the government, but the government has acquisition departments that come in and buy out these private entities that have created these technologies, or the mean, they contract through the contract to do right, it. Yeah. Right, right. I, there was a, I was a science program I was watching where they basically programmed a virus to create batteries out of ocean water. They just threw it in the, you know, and it would create. Uh, I mean, they're microscopic. Uh, the basic principle of what a battery is, right? Um, so, Are you I mean, talking
0: about the one where the it's the wave simulator that Tesla uses? Is that the battery you're talking about?
4: No, huh? But it, the, that that's probably I, I, it, it creates it creates energy out of
2: algae. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Right, but that's the the way uh, there. There's a wave generating. Um, there's a wave generating electrical output device that does that from uh, from ocean water. Is that I it, there and and they. Here, here's the problem with that one. They there's um, they don't know how the, the downsides are with it. And I, I'm going to, what I mean by that is that some of the, one of the reasons, and, I, and I'll tell you this, I have a recycling company. One of the things that is a big deal in our business is the fact that it's called energy degradation. So what they're trying to figure out is how to store energy and, and electric Electricity has such a short half-life, you can't figure out how to store it. NiCad or in there, what they've thought about doing is basically saltwater emulsion to try to figure that out, and it's it, it's scary because it it weaponizes systems that normally wouldn't be weaponized. That that's the, the you know, the short version of it. Right.
1: Well, think twice before you do your twenty-three and Me, ladies and gentlemen. You never know where your blood could be going towards. Oh,
0: and the FBI just uh, and they the FBI they just handed that information over to the FBI.
1: Right, I saw that. That's
2: absolutely insane. That is that is private information. I have no idea how that happened. I would love to say how that was I'm not shocked. challenged in court yeah. before it happened. But it's it's out of control. It is out of out of control, and the you know pharmaceutical industries attaining that information also, yeah, a little bizarre. So, George, anything well, else
0: on your mind, buddy? Well, think about this. Think of the uh, the the black that young black girl that they took her cells. Was it Pfizer or one of it? You guys discussed it a while back. They took her cells, came up with a a vaccine, or they came up with a and then tell her about it. And she had to sue later on. Um, you guys talked about this a while back and I can't remember the, the young lady's name, but she was a, you know, they took herself in research, made her drive, you know, two hours every you know week or something like that. They, and she had a, a, a some sort of a, antigen that they used and never paid her for it.
1: Wow. I don't remember that. Um,
0: I, I... I'll, I'll send you the information. No, that's right? cool. I mean, it, it, it it's a it's a very interesting thing but it, it, it just goes so. to show you that
1: huh no very much so very interesting
0: it, it just goes to show you that the the willingness of of uh of corporations to exploit the uh, uh, you know the cells or or you know basically biological markers for
1: profit well we've bad.
2: already said i mean we're being farmed in every way possible yeah. we are literally being farmed in every way possible well once we can't be farmed that's what I was talking about once we can't be farmed, once we really don't serve, a, uh, we're not useful anymore because of AI. Once we can't be farmed anymore, what do they do with us, George?
1: That's what I said. What's that? We're what um, we talking about Georgia. Hey, guide you know Stones? what? The Bring back Georgia guide.
0: lightsabers. What's that? Bring back dueling and lightsabers and see who has the heel <laughs> hook and who doesn't. I don't
4: know. <laughs> well, it's fascinating. What do you do with the minimum wage? What do you do with people's pay in a, in a capitalistic society where nobody has an income anymore because all the jobs have been taken away and, and, and automated? You know, or do we all get an in intellectual? Property ownership. Or, I mean, Thunder, new,
2: new jobs of like put at the YMCA's across the country. <laughs> we get on treadmills and bikes and generate
1: electricity. <laughs> well, the new. I, I the-
0: mean, it's an interesting that that's an you know Tesla. You know that's why Tesla. You know, I mean, you know why they're trying to to say let's colonize other places because we're going to run out of right know things to do i i don't know i mean what what do you do i mean do you start putting people out to pasture Do you do a logan's run well i'm I'm
2: just saying right right now i i'm gonna start that's it i've i've just figured out how i'm gonna become a billionaire i'm gonna start health clubs across the country and i'm going to give free memberships to people who are great runners and i'm gonna put them on treadmills we're gonna generate electricity and we're gonna sell it back to the grid george we're going to sell Not a bad back. idea. I mean, right? you've already
0: you're already you're, your net worth is already at 20
1: million, so you ought to be <laughs> your halfway
2: there. It's 17 last I Ooh, looked. Yes. Well, let's
0: try last to fit I in
1: looked. another couple calls, George, man, thank you, man. Thanks, Thanks, George, hey, good God's talking to you, buddy. A pleasure. And
0: all right, man, you guys have a great show. Always a pleasure listening to thank you Thank you, sir.
1: Appreciate you, man. George Pardo's former guest on the show. 563-391-3776. We have just a little bit more time left for a couple more calls. But, um, yeah, man, some interesting calls, some interesting subjects, some interesting topics we are broaching this fine day. George
2: George came on as a guest and uh, when, when we talked about the uh, Las Vegas shooting.
1: As well as uh, uh, Representative James Jordan as a former Ohio State wrestler. He was chiming in on the, the veracity of some of the claims he was uh, – whatever was going on at Ohio that State. Was, that
2: was some crazy stuff going on with that and the complete false, false claims against yeah. him. And,
1: he survived it. He went, Jim Jordan weathered
2: the attack, but uh, – well, it was all proven false, and you know the unfortunate situation, you know, with Mark Coleman with that whole mess, and, yeah. everything. and it, you know it was it was just unfortunate that uh, that he had to get get into the fray of things. He and, did, you know. But uh, I'd say, what uh, what else is on your mind? What do we got going on? Well, you
4: know. Well, G- George had touched on the concept of uh, uh, quantum computing. Uh, we got another caller here, by the oh. way. Oh, we're popular tonight, Jam. Interesting.
1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, lady or gentleman, or I don't want to define you as a gender since there's like 40 of them, but uh, how are you doing? Name and location, please. Uh, One Bill Camper, Chicago.
2: Oh, Billy Camper's calling in. We got
1: Sir William. What's up, dude? Hello, fellas.
2: How (laughs) you doing this fine night? Hey, Jeff Pickett, Bill, real quick, Jeff Pickett just commented and said, they're going to clone Camper.
6: (laughs) (laughs) One of a kind, my friend. One of a kind. Without a hey, without I, didn't, doubt. I didn't prepare any notes. You said call in. I just want to say hi. Say well, you, you look good there, Pat. Without that beard,
2: twenty-five well,
6: years younger there.
2: That's very kind of you, Bill. So, what's on your mind, buddy? What's on your mind? What's going on? Do you know the the discussion that we were just having? What are you thinking?
6: Well, you, you don't let your guests talk enough. But uh, oh, here other we go. Than that.
2: All right, we're gonna <laughs> shut up. Go ahead.
6: No, no. I uh, I want to hear a little bit more. We, we talk and chat daily, so uh, I want I, I haven't got a good answer to Ginsburg yet. You guys are on that, and I'm just a little curious about... Actually, I do have a question for you. Okay. There's a lot of debate between the QAnon community. Uh, a you've what? QAnon? Oh,
2: okay. I'm sorry. Between yes. QAnon and who? Uh,
6: between the debate, internal debates now going on with the community now. Uh, well, what's your take on that?
2: Jeff go ahead I'll let you take that first
1: Well I mean I don't I think it's a very very sophisticated psyop utilized to kind of infiltrate and cause disruption within the conservative party conservative movement I like to call it just as Alex Jones used to rave and rave and rave about the SWAT team You're gonna come in and rape your whole family as fear porn I think this is the antithesis of that I like to call it hope porn and the notion that Trump is somehow this super white hat working with Mueller on some big sophisticated sting and is gonna drain the swamp and all the pedos of the world et cetera, et cetera. so QAnon is supposedly uh, there to hopefully make people think that there's balance about to be brought t- back to the forest, and I unfortunately believe that that's fortunately believe that that's not the case.
2: But see, and at the same time, now while I cannot confirm Q's you know credibility or anything like that, many things have have come to fruition that that Q has talked about. Other things obviously have not. Many things have not. So I'm not I'm not going to say. But w- one thing I will say is that the massive uptick in arrests of human traffickers and pedophiles and and hollywood rapists you know the very big names weinstein and many others who are going through an awful lot right now as soon as trump gets into office says an awful lot you know to to that that there may be at least some credibility maybe they throw out tidbits <clears throat> maybe q throws out tidbits of truth you know mixed in with a lot of other as jeff puts it hope porn but uh, a lot of the stuff has come to fruition so it's it's very interesting What's going on? And if at very least, is it someone who considers themselves a white hat from the intelligence community? They have to be from the intelligence community because some of the stuff that they're putting out, in my mind anyway, uh, or former intelligence community, where they have literally created a wave of citizens who are at least seem to be on the same page and against big government. So, you know, call it what you will. Um, I I can't, I'm not going to, you know, jump on board 100% with it. But but there's some very interesting stuff that's gone down because of, of what it said.
6: Well, th- this is a debate now. It's a newer debate um, where some people have taken a step back and say, well, the narrative is the narrative, and it's woke up a lot of people, and that's the most important thing, whether it is true or not. And then there's others who are looking at it and becoming more s- skeptical about it all the way. Now, Pat, I'm going to call you out a little bit because, you know, you have – you've pushed a lot of the things that go on in that community why are you backing off now
1: well
2: i would say this i would say that you know many of the things as i said before have come to fruition you know when when we get uh, a message that comes across that says pay attention to the news in eastern michigan on monday and suddenly a supposed meteor or uh, but a lot of people say it was a satellite went down into a neighborhood in eastern michigan on monday as was told, I believe it went out on Saturday or Friday, um, just just a few days before it happened. Look, man, just that's just one of the many things. There's been, you know, the people that have actually really kept a close eye on this say that there are, you know, thousands, and I'm not going to go through and, and name thousands oh, of them, but you know what I'm saying. A lot of the stuff, as I said, has come to fruition, stuff that nobody could have Nobody could have just conjured up and had it come true. You know, pay attention to Eastern Michigan news and suddenly a supposed satellite goes down into a, a garage. You well the I'm question
6: saying? I have to you is there and if you're at least admitting that well there's there's some truth out there, you're not putting a number on it, but there may be some things that aren't necessarily. Well, I mean truth. they said that, you know, arrest
2: you know, where where the things that I look, I'm I'm full into um, understanding reality also, Bill, where you know, when when Q puts out, you know, arrests are gonna start happening, you know, Clinton's gonna be arrested and all this stuff, you know, that that's pretty outlandish and hard to believe. And I never I never posted saying Hillary Clinton's gonna be arrested, you know, on this day. That's you know, so um, there's also been you did,
6: you did say Obama was gonna be impeached and we have a, a I think small that there's a real chance down. of that
2: still happening. I think there's a very real chance of that still happening. And I'm not going to back here's off my, in bit. But here's
6: my question for both of you guys. Yeah. Is there any danger in anything, whether we talk about the press a lot, we talk about uh, sources like this, we talk about all sorts of sources, is there any danger when things are half-truth but not all the way true? Is, what's the danger of that to us? It to is society? very dangerous.
1: It's very dangerous, and that's the function of mis-slash-disinformation. I, mean, I actually used to kind of enjoy, for entertainment purposes, Alex Jones, but it became quite transparent that, you know, he would drop maybe ninety five percent of some real, real historic stuff or even current event stuff, but then slip in maybe five three to five percent of stuff that's just blatant lies or myths or disinformation. That's kind of the whole point is to be able to kind of say a lot of things that are kind of legitimately true to attract your audience and then manipulate them essentially with these kind of half truth or half truths or mistruths.
2: And ultimately what's more dangerous, Bill, us being fooled continually by the mainstream media and being told things that that aren't true when, you know, many people are waking up to the truths of what caused the Vietnam War, you know, what caused the Iraqi War, what caused, you know, the false flags in Syria of the chemical attacks by Assad that never happened that, you know, actually were at the hands of the White Hats and and al-Nusra and other terrorist organizations. What's What's more dangerous, us finding out the truth and actually combating it or just going along to get along, and eventually just totally becoming mindless zombies. That to me, well, I, that to I me is the that. scary part. I,
6: I agree with the dangers of that, and we can all agree here that misinformation has been part of the human experience uh, as long as there's been societies. And, and Sure, and, so, ul-
2: and ultimately, you you and I both, even though we disagree on many things, we want to know the truth, don't we, Bill?
6: Or two. We eventually want to get closer to the truth than we'll ever be. And I, that's the problem. Uh, you know, it's very really easy to talk about finding, finding truth in things you already believe. Well, that,
1: that's where you have sure. confirmation biases, but that's what we and Pat talk about all the time. Truth, truth, oftentimes is a subjective term, and people filter their truth through different yeah. lenses. Bill, your your lens is different than Pat's, and is different than mine. So, I mean, we sure. it, What the major thing is, per your point, you just talked about discernment is absolutely key. When we hear about ninety percent, or you know, whenever we hear things that just might cause suspicion or question marks, we have to pay attention to that. And discernment is like has to be at the top of the order because we could easily, as we okay. see it, just through the 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 the, the, the kid with the, the red MAGA hat and the Indian guy and the Jesse smile lying about his attack, we could easily be played if we allow our opinions to have us and not have our own opinions. You know, the big thing I think Well, you know,
6: when we, when we do this debates uh, back and forth on Facebook and we have a discussion in a room amongst, you know, uh, people about different subjects, you know, that's, that's one thing. And, I, you know, you guys are now growing your audience, obviously. Uh, a lot of people from different walks of life and different beliefs. I know you cross them all. You guys are in a new position now, too, as a participant in spreading uh, news and information. You guys are now have to be even more discerning.
1: Absolutely. Without a doubt. We I are. Mean. And, and,
2: and, you know, I would say this, you know, did you initially believe that ISIS was being funded by our state deport- department amongst other people?
6: You and I have had this debate, and it's a lot more complicated than the binary answer you're asking.
2: Sure, sure, sure. But but did our State Department have a hand in that?
6: Yeah, our State Department funded a lot of groups over in Syria, no doubt. And arms fell into... ISIS hands. You know,
2: sure. so, so you know, that was... Fell that in, was who
4: or were, were directly routed? As, you know, there's language does mean something. You know, the big thing is, is that you have to quantify what is ISIS specifically because that kind of it was a molding amoeba of different yeah. organizations. That's yeah, what Penn is. said. It's Al-Nusra,
1: right. ISIS, Al-Qaeda. Right. I mean, you name it. It was just a name. The Al-Qaeda originally means the database. So, I mean, you got people from all over the world, from the stands to Algeria to Libya,
4: all a part of these fighting forces that they move around the world. I mean, a big part of uh, under the Bush administration, when they were making a push to um, try to fight this, what they started doing was basically just giving a lot of their uh, people on the ground, you know, 100 grand, 50 grand, and they'd be paying right. off all these different tribal leaders. Because the biggest problem, they didn't right. have sources of income. I mean part of being uh, in these little groups they were joining is there was pay scales there was vacation days and
2: the I mean, allegiance, was, the allegiance falls to the hand days. that's paying for sure yeah,
6: so. well there you go but that that's all true and we have a, a mutual friend who is part of uh part of that and in his simple, simple uh explanation is we've always been and
2: oh of course uh, of course but I
6: just think that r- this was rushing Rushing to the ground, and what happens on the ground, it gets messy, and you don't know who's who half the time, but sometimes you, you have made the point, you guys have made the point that this was a, let's fund ISIS to disrupt the Middle East versus, hey, a lot of our arms and our uh, money on the ground got into the wrong hands. Uh, without it didn't clarity. get into the wrong
1: hands. No, it, it didn't get was, into the It wrong was hand. very, very geostrategically directly made to happen. Like you said, proxy wars have been going on for centuries. I just we just have to be honest yeah, about it that was conversation.
5: A proxy war. Huh? It is yeah, and, and it's been going war. on for I
1: mean it's been going on for centuries. Like I just said, when Spain wanted to attack France, they used like privateers to basically attack France instead of Spain declaring war on France. I mean proxy wars it, it, look. Right. Look up Operation Those Gladio. Look at what was going people. on during during after the Cold War in Europe with Operation Gladio, and then look up Operation Gladio B. I mean, it's unfortunate and it's a hard pill to swallow. But we have been funding the very same motherfuckers who have been killing us for a very long time.
6: No doubt about that
1: either. And we've so got. I we
6: disagree, by on design, not some accidental you.
1: business, but by he design. He already said
2: we don't let our people to our guests talk enough. So just, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: well, hey, I just appreciate. That you let me on here. He'll we love you. And, hey, we uh, love
2: you, Bill. We love you. Look, I, I, my, my indoctrination with you was in your basement with boxing gloves. Everybody beating each other up. All the hackies, <laughs> man, back in the day. Mike, it, Mike, Mike Wolf and Pichoti and you and all you crazy boys slapping each other hey, around. Rig- with boxing the gloves.
6: fight club in <laughs> You yeah. know it. Well, hey, I, fight club. I, I love you, and uh Jeff has been good to get to know you. So Absolutely, all uh, sir. I appreciate that. uh all my friends out there, I argue with every day. Big shout out from Chicago. I gotta go duck because someone might shoot my head off here. We're gonna
2: shoot. We're gonna. We're gonna ship you some Iowa water and get your head right.
1: We're gonna get you <laughs> attacked. We're gonna get you attacked by a couple okay. of yoked out Nigerian hey, guys with MAGA I'm hats on. I'm,
6: I'm, I'm upset. There's only one Benton North Bulldog at, at the state finals. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm I know. That right yeah, now. that's
2: a little. That's a little bit of a bummer. And why didn't you defend Jesse Smollett in Chicago up there on the coldest night of the year? What, you know, your, I learned. Your boxing keep skills. My
6: mouth shut. I learned how to keep my mouth shut until uh, the truth comes out, and I didn't say one word about that. Right.
2: right. There is a video of Bill out there. <laughs> there is a video of Bill out there decking a kid in downtown Chicago. He tried to. <laughs> what did he try to do? Steal your cell phone or something?
6: Yeah, I grabbed myself Him and his three friends grabbed my cell phone right off. And
2: your wow. your boxing skills came into play. You had to level one of them, right?
6: That was the last time I threw one, but it,
2: yeah, I just got one. <laughs> yeah, it was, was a pretty cool, pretty cool uh, video actually. I got, I, my, was...
6: I got my phone back, so. Bill's hey still... boys, I love you. I'll call again. We got important things to solve here. All right,
2: brother. All right, buddy. Thanks Take for care. the call.
1: Awesome, Bill Camper. What all awesome right, unless show. we've
2: got another caller coming up here pretty quick, we're going to have to sign off. Winder down from Conspiracy Farm Land.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate all the callers.
2: We've got the guests in studio for our next show of Everything Combat.
1: If you're not doing anything, ladies and gentlemen, 7 p.m. ESPN 93.5, we will be going live with a couple cats who've, you know, had trains with, and I don't even know if they're human. I think they tra- lost I don't their don't mind. Tra- I
2: don't train with them anymore.
1: Well, we're going to be talking about the Leadville race 100 miles. You have to do it in like a day or like 15 minutes or something and you're in like altitude in the rockies i don't understand why they do it we're going to talk a little about it next on everything combat 7 p.m central standard time espn radio 93.5 as well as live on everything combat youtube and facebook pages and if you're bored during the week monday through friday my boy jay foster t roy they put down a little show called don't hassle us we're local they talk a little little sport 93.5 espn absolutely pm without a doubt good stuff with that being said let's uh Bid adieu to our fine farmers out there. Peace and so much love, oh, and, everybody.
2: and one more thing. Don't don't forget. Go to, consp- uh, to chemicalfreebody.com forward slash
1: farmer. Oh, yeah. yeah, punch in the farmer for your-
2: Chemicalfreebody.com forward slash farmer. Promo code. Punch in farmer for the promo code. Get a
1: 100%. discount on your on products.
2: And uh, we love you. And, and the products will love you, and you will love them.
1: Absolutely. Peace. So much love. There will always be more. Hala.